This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. fellas morning beautiful las morning. vegas good morning las vegas nevada for three of us and jared out on the west coast east coast and sunny monks corner south carolina we've got our good friend tyler vance on again this week glad to be back and uh what's everybody drinking am i the only one drinking right now for the moment we're out of cups mostly <laughs> we got some champagne. <laughs> We're gonna be drinking a day out of champagne flutes. She's a little rinsing is yeah. all. So okay, well just me drinking a mimosa. It is uh eight oh six AM Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh a couple of things to follow up on from the last episode. The Stephen King section at my local Barnes and Noble has been located. They created a separate horror section, and that's where uh, all those wound up. And they put all of his in there, yeah. Regardless, yeah. I hadn't seen any anywhere else. Okay. And then uh, my unread books library only has eighty books in it, not a hundred like we estimated. Got a hundred and six <laughs> on my phone though, so am <laughs> <laughs> I want to read any duplicates? Probably from your stack at home on your Kindle. The iPad? bigger books are like the stand I've got and uh, like Texas by James Mickener, Mikener. I don't know how you say it. Uh, and then one other thing we talked about seeing some weird things in the wild and it made me remember y'all seeing the Jagarundi down in big bend. So supposedly, I don't know what else it would have been. What is this? I don't know either. A Jagarundi. It's like a little black cat, wild cat. That has never been observed on the U S side of, of the, you know, in the, in the park. But there, people have claimed to see it, seen it recently, or like really historically rare. across the border. Historically, there have not been any confirmed observations. This was as of two years ago, three three years ago. So that's been three years already. There's some mean looking cats. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Oh damn! Yeah, almost look like a. What is it? Like a weasel? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I heard those nasty little things. Like the fox. <laughs> Wolverine. Oh, yeah. We did see the Chizos Basin black bear just shortly after that event happened. So that was, that was awesome. I hadn't seen a damn one. All right. What books do you guys have? I have Leave Only Footprints. My Acadia to Zion journey through every national park. Jared? I've got uh, Intensity by Dean Coots. 
I've got a book called Supermarket by uh, Bobby Hall. Jerry, John, go ahead. All right. So this is another book that Barry saw and pointed out to me that thought I'd like, and I jumped on it. It's, uh, like I said, Leave Only F Footprints by Connor Knighton. And the essential premise is that he goes to every single park within a calendar year. So he started out January 1st, watching the sunrise over um, Acadia in Maine. So he got the first sunrise of the year on the East Coast. And uh, he just worked his way through all the national parks throughout the year. And I mean, a lot of them are really inaccessible, like uh, up in Alaska or American Samoa. But he, um, he didn't like write it park to park to park. He kind of separated up into sections. So let's say they had the sunrise section, the God section, referring to Yosemite, Capitol Reef, and Lake Clark. For example, they had churches that they were building in Yosemite before it was a um, national park. And John Muir wrote, the hills and groves were God's first temples, and the more they are cut down and hewn into cathedrals and churches, the further off and dimmer seems the Lord himself. So that's that's how that section got covered into God and Calvary Mormons. Mm -hmm. And Lake Clark has a, a Christian um, camp for vets, so connecting them with the wild to try to heal their like PTSD. And that was pretty cool. And uh, the whole thing kind of stemmed from a a breakup with his fiance, where she just left him in the middle of their wedding planning. And so he was, he worked for CBS. So he was able to convince them to kind of fund this journey for him. So he was doing it on like the Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah. So he just, he lived out of his car for a year essentially and made it to all the national parks. Was, he said it was pretty tough. <laughs> you know, some shit would go wrong along the way, like a <laughs> van breaking down. And yeah, he had some shit up in, Utah trying to get to the Tetons driving a rental Civic through the snow. <laughs> what year did this take place? Uh, it's 2016. Yeah, he did it on the, the centennial. Cool. Uh, one of the quotes he has in here about uh, Congaree, which is really close to Jared and I, about an hour from each of us. It's the Cong. Uh, Congaree National Park is full of mystery and it's also full of mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a mosquito rating system. <laughs> so they have a what? what a, mos a mosquito rating system for how thick they are. That oh, really? <laughs> it's like the air quality ones. <laughs> yeah. Number five says war zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I, uh, I really did uh, enjoy it. I thought it was a good recommendation for me. It was an easy read. It wasn't something I took a whole lot of detail from or what to expect when I go to the national parks. But if you want to kind of get a good 10,000 foot overview of each of the parks, it's pretty good. And this, the backstory kind of ties it all together. It's not too cheesy, I guess. Um, 
I bought it. I read it on my Kindle, which you can get for $14.99 on Amazon or $16.74 for a hardback because it just came out this year. The hardback is 336 pages, so it was a pretty quick read. All right, let's go to the one-star reviews. <laughs> was done by page 59. Was he actually in Yosemite? <laughs> Disappointing. We may never know, really. <laughs> Les wanted it to be a coffee table book, but it didn't have any pictures. <laughs> he says, not really about national parks. And then probably actually, if you're wanting to pick it up to learn every detail about a national park, it's not the book for you. Like I said, I, I would recommend reading it if you just need something to pass the time. It's not a educational book, but it's good. 10,000 foot overview of the yeah. book. So, yeah. Jared? Yeah, I, uh, I uh, picked up this book, Intensity by Dean Kuntz. It's my first Dean Kuntz book. Um, the, a, a lady here in town moved her bookstore into Monk's Corner, so I went in there to check it out and I God felt. Damn. Yeah, I, 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 we're moving up, man. It's a used bookstore, but I mean, it, she's got some decent stuff. I, uh, I felt obligated to buy something while I was in there, so I was like, and they didn't have it. She didn't have that much Stephen King, so I was like, what's what's another good book on uh, you know, the Stephen King spectrum? She was like, let's go over to the Dean Coons section, and I pointed out this bright red book. She says, oh, yeah, that's a great book. I love that book. So I was like, I'll take it. And uh, so I did. Turns out it's also my mother's favorite Dean Koontz book. But, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, but, but anyway, the, the, the basic, uh, that, that's why I got it, just because it was recommended by the, the lady, the owner. Uh, basically, it's uh, about the protagonist. China Shepherd with a Y. Uh, kind of had a rough childhood growing up <laughs> with a Y. And she talks about that in the book. But anyway, uh, she grew up with a messed up past. Didn't have a whole lot of friends. And finally, she, she meets a friend in college. She goes home with her on the weekend. Uh, her new friend. And damn it, if that first night they didn't all get murdered except China Shepherd. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, she escapes, hops in the, the bad guy's RV with the body of her friend, unknown to the bad guy. Anyway, they go down the road. Ends up at the murderer's house. Finds out that he has a captive in his basement. Uh, so, some girl. Anyway, you can kind of guess how this book's going. China Shepherd gets found by uh, the bad guy. Gets chained up. Gets superhuman strength to break break these chains in a heavy ass table, and uh, basically saves a girl as they're leaving. The bad guy runs into them on the highway. China Shepherd lights him on fire, and they escape. Damn. So, uh, 
There's a lot going on. WWE wrestler China. (laughs) So I read it in about one week. It can be done a lot faster than that. Um, Would I recommend this book? I'm going to have to say no. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) that's funny. That's funny. I'm already, there's already been two valuable lessons learned from me in this episode that we'll circle back to. <laughs> hey, at least you're honest and right. we gotta steer clear of it. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was, it was entertaining, but there's a few things that came up in it. Uh, like, uh, one of the questions I found myself asking is there, there is this several instances with an elk that I'm assuming symbolizes hope, strength, and determination. (laughs) But I'm trying to figure out why it came in the form of a magical elk (laughs) in this book. And that just happens to show up at the most opportune times. But it left me confused. <laughs> I was like, why is this elk in the book? I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't make sense, man. It's on some kind of spirit quest. Right. I'm like, this doesn't... Yeah, I get the symbolism, but why an elk? But uh... anyway, one star reviews. I just found one. Uh... One guy says cheap price. Review says <laughs> cheap trash. Ordered it for someone else. Uh, don't remember buying this. Is another one. One says straight up garbage. Out of all the garbage books I've read in my life, this one takes the cake. <laughs> I guess I like my books to make at least a little bit of sense. This one doesn't. Uh, Anyway, a lot of reviews like that, dissatisfied, not interesting, boring. I'm like, yeah. So it's a no-go recommendation. Sorry to a lot of Dean Koontz fans. They probably don't agree with me, but. Sounds like a few of them do. (laughs) Yep. What else does, that, has Dean Coots wrote? Is he one of those? He's like, a serial writer, I think. Yeah. Like TikTok. I might pick up TikTok, but it, you know it was a Chinese run. Uh, <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Stealing your data. Dude, listen, man. When, when I was reading this book, I felt like I was re- watching a shitty horror film. You know what I mean? I know that like, feeling I, for sure. I, I, I was like, man, I know what's coming. I did not foresee the bad guy being lit on fire by China Shepherd, <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of a surprise at the end. China. <laughs> so that's intensity by Dean Coots. <laughs> I had a supermarket by Bobby Hall, who I later learned is also named sir robert bryson hall the second uh do not know how he came to be knighted but apparently (laughs) uh, he's also known as logic who's a rapper i found out later 
Uh, I too picked this book up on a whim because it had a bright red cover that appealed to me. <laughs> I couldn't sleep one night and so I got it. And uh, basically the book is a guy whose uh, girlfriend had just broke up with him. And so he goes to get this job at a supermarket uh, just to kind of get back on his feet and uh, kind of starts developing characters out of the people and is working on a book and all this. And uh, all in all, it's, it's a pretty easy story to give away. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but uh, the book was pretty not great. It was entertaining enough for me to finish it. I mostly just wanted to see how it was going to end. Um, and so I, I too would probably not recommend this book to other people. Uh, unless you just need something really mindless. And um, it made me want to read Fight Club, though, because I think that book would be a similar uh, similar storyline, but probably a much more enjoyable read from what I can tell. Mm, it's only 288 pages. I read it... Uh, I read it pretty quick. I picked it up one night when I couldn't sleep and got a lot knocked out that night and then probably finished it within the week from there. Uh, the Amazon ratings, oh, it's 288 pages, by the way. Did I say that? I did. A uh, lot of one-star reviews on this. The common was, is something like, wow, this book is bad. Might be one of the worst novels I've ever read. And uh, it wasn't great, you know. It seems like he probably got a book deal somehow being tied to being a rapper. Because uh, I would think normally if somebody like me wrote this book, it probably wouldn't get anywhere. So, uh, Supermarket by Sir Robert Bryson Hall II, AKA. Also known as Bobby Hall, also known as Logic. Decent read, though. Does he have any other books? I don't think so. Yeah, my guy didn't have any books either. FYI, I forgot to say that. No other books. Tyler, what was the last anything? book you read? Well, I actually uh, haven't finished it yet, but I just started the audiobook, uh, The Crossing. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I've been meaning to ask you how that was going. It's good. I really haven't gotten as far into it as I had hoped by now, but uh, I guess I'm about two hours into it. And, He's at the part where he's got the wolf and he's walking back to go get his horse and the old man stops and gives him hell for yeah. leading the wolf around. Is so, it pretty entertaining listening to it? It's kind of slow. Um, I don't know who the narrator is, but he's... Uh, it's probably Cormac himself. It might be. But, <laughs> no, I think it's Cormac. something different. But, um, but yeah, so far so good. So I'll probably get two hours further into it on the way home. Oh, tomorrow, yeah, that'd so. be good. I'd like to ask, too, because I'd say he's he writes good stories, but he's hard to read. How's and So when you're listening to it, is it kind of hard to follow? Uh, that's true. Um, not too bad. There's I probably haven't paid as close of attention as I should, but for the most part, I think, you know, it's pretty easy to follow along with. He seems like he's – I mean, I could see how it would be hard to follow in a book, but yeah. with the narrator, it's really not that bad. I've always, I'm back to a point where at work I can listen to stuff all day. And so I'm thinking I'm going to get back on Audible 
and I've always wondered how fiction is because I've never listened to a fiction audiobook, but yeah, I think they kind of try to have like different voices for the yeah. characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a screenplay reading. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing. It's kind of annoying that whenever there's, you know, two pages worth of dialogue going on between characters and you switching back and forth between voices. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's been pretty enjoyable. Yeah, and it's the same guy. That might actually <laughs> help with Cormac because he doesn't use punctuation or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to his dialogue. So yeah. there's no quotes on him either. Yeah. I thought the the crossing is one of his easier reads. Yeah, that tr the tr border trilogy definitely is. I think I, everything else is hard, really, other than No Country for Old Men, yeah. which about a second grader could probably read that. <laughs> and I encourage him to. Yeah. <laughs> so go, ahead. Yeah. go ahead and get rid of that innocence yeah. early on yeah. <laughs> that's funny good keep us updated on that yeah we'll do that. Yeah, yeah i uh my app my appetite for audiobooks is definitely changing i think just just start you can get a bunch in yeah you know and i like listen i'm getting to where i like listening to podcasts and stuff more and more over music mm -hmm. and so i think an audiobook might be a yep. smooth transition what podcast still love my music though i have mostly been listening to rogan and uh listen to meat eater every week on monday morning Listen to the Bourbon Bookshelf podcast, of course, on occasion. As everyone else should. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, Mountain and Prairie. And then I just started following a couple of different running podcasts at uh, Jared's recommendation, but hadn't listened to any of them yet. Which ones? Trail Runner Nation. Uh, Trail Runner Nation, Running Rogue, yeah, and the yeah. Strength Running Podcast. Hell yeah. What are you listening to these yeah. days, Jared? Um, Trail Runner Nation, Running Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of Rogan. Uh, it probably doesn't vary too much. I that's uh, all <laughs> to be that carnivore, that carnivore guy that I was telling you about is going to be on Rogan soon. The oh, really? Dr. Saladino. Uh huh. Medical doc, PhD, MD. He was on media or two. Yeah, recently. Okay. I was like, I know, I know that name. Yeah, he was pretty interesting. Me and Jared about ended a friendship over, over it. Carnival guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These two are arguing back and forth over tags. What are you doing? <laughs> and then they called each other to yell at each other. <laughs> Everything's good. That's all the, good. The Barber and Bookshelf almost died before it even got <laughs> <laughs> all over saying you should eat <laughs> eat animals. <laughs> Most detail. <laughs> <laughs> Not asked oh, about man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another new one that I picked up though. The, it's called the speckled truth <clears throat> it's about speckled trout fishing all over the the east coast and gulf coast in search of big ass speckled trout so if you're a speckled trout fisherman 
any anglers out there, I would suggest this one because it's good. What's it called? The Speckled Truth. Give it a whirl. What about you, Tyler? I've been listening to the Americana podcast. It's Robert O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. Podcast. So. Robert Keene, Robert Keene. Yeah. He'll have. I'm like that up. That's a singer, by the way. Ex-country. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to his for a while. I need to get back on it. It's good. It's kind of nice because it's not, you know, it's it's mostly people that you haven't heard of. Yeah. A lot of a lot of songwriters that have songs with more popular acts, I guess, but they're the brains behind it. So yeah, pretty interesting people. And um, one thing that's cool that he does whenever he talks to to everybody that's on his show is he asks them to define. Americana oh, music. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So and it's cool just hearing you, some of the different uh takes on what that means. So yeah. And no one's but, definition like everyone I'm sure they're all different. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a broad uh spectrum of different types of music. I oh, feel yeah. like it's could be all kinds of different things. But it's good. Subscribe to that. So I've been listening to that. Um more on the political side of things. We hold these truths with Dan Crenshaw. Oh yeah, I need to add that one too. He does a quick little weekly. They're usually like forty-five minute long episodes. Um, so that one's pretty good. And then cleared hot with Andy Stump. Stump, one of Rogan's Seal buddies. Yeah, his own podcast. That's usually more military based type stuff. Do they yeah. talk about? He's a one of those uh, squirrel suit or flight yeah. suit guys. Yeah, they talk what? about that a lot. <laughs> He's still Not doing that shit. He hadn't talked about it in a long time because I think he's quit. Yeah, you know, I feel like I thought that too. Yeah, all his friends died. Yeah, but yeah, in the early episodes, he talks about it quite a bit. That's about it for me. I um, picked up a podcast recently called "In the Red Clay," and it's about the Dixie Mafia, which I had never heard of, and it's just these this crime syndicate really that spun out of near Athens, Georgia, between Athens and Atlanta, Georgia. And this guy, Billy Sunday Burt was like probably one of the most prolific killers and hitmen in America. Um, uh, this was in the sixties, seventies and eighties that it was going on. So it's, it's really interesting. I definitely check it out. That sounds like a name out of Tombstone or something. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Sunday. <laughs> Billy Sunday Burt. His son's name is Billy Stonewall Burt. He goes by Stoney. And this, so this this writer ended up meeting Stoney and kind of getting discovering all of this because it kind of went under the radar. But I think when Jimmy Carter was president, they were really trying to weed him out because they were causing problems in Jimmy State. So. Uh, and then another two I'm listening to are Counterclock, which is a true crime podcast. And the first season discusses a cold case that was on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And they, this woman was had her throat slit and her house was set on fire and they just have never been able to solve it. And there's a pretty interesting, there's a lot of weird twists and, crazy um, connections that are going on, but I definitely recommend that one. And then that same host also has another podcast called Park Predators and it's crimes that have basically happened on national parks or in like 
public land. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty cool. They're just one episode, 45 minutes long over these disappearances or these other crimes, murders that have happened in the park. So mm. she's pretty good. So her name is Delia D'Ambra. I wish we'd have gotten in on the true crime podcast yeah. game because there's, that's like the, all the top ratings are all true crime podcasts. Yeah. Just about every woman I know is a, yeah, addicted to them. I I would probably say every woman that I know is trying to, probably trying to figure out how to kill us in our sleep and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy yeah. listens to one every morning. I'm like, how does this show have <laughs> 480 episodes? <laughs> like, that many people missing out there it's kind of a depressing way to start your day too it's vegas baby. every day <laughs> every with. day yeah. <laughs> i think texas monthly just doing a podcast on the tom brown case the kid from canadian they got oh really that went missing for like three years yeah that'd so, be interesting to listen to yeah you guys all staying clear of the giardia so far Good. there it is oh. Speaking of, we need to make our try to make pool reservations. Um, yeah, far as I know, we were gonna try to go over to Red Rock Canyon today. Uh, Kathy put a nix on that, so <laughs> we lost Barry. Yeah. <laughs> we <fucked up. laughs> so we're gonna try again next time, I guess. It's only thirty minutes out there. I, I thought it was a lot further away. Hmm. I mean, it's got to just be right over this there. Is a, which one? Red Rocks Canyon. Yeah. And the Fire of the Gods. Was that Garden of the Gods? I think it's uh, no, Garden of the Gods. Is Colorado Springs. Yeah. And I think it's like it's Valley of Fire. Valley yeah. of Fire. Yeah. That's what forty-five uh, minutes from here. Yeah, the other here. way. We're sitting in Caesar's Palace right now, which, as Alan from The Hangover found out, is not <laughs> the, the real, real Caesar's Palace. <laughs> <laughs> big enough to be it is hard to sit in this room though and see mountains in every direction yeah, there it, yeah let's see if i can look at this manufacturing nice let me see let me see we might have to oh, facetime you if we got a lot of wires okay. we'll facetime right. you later right. bottles sitting on the table so, <laughs> unopened too i've been kind of trying to keep the drinking reined in through today so kind of a big day for you yeah, yeah. stressful <laughs> day for him he's a He's giving his life away. We're we're finally marrying him off. At what time? Three o'clock local. Oh. So it's gonna happen. We still need to find the venue. I was told to do that first thing when I got here, and I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it has been spotted. On yeah, the map. we know. Jenna, we saw it on the map, so that was good enough. <laughs> good enough for me. God dang. <laughs> so, no, I'm excited. It's going to be a good day. I haven't You're going to brunch after this. I haven't left the casino or the, the hotel resort area since I've been here. Probably couldn't figure out how to get out if I tried. Same way you came in? Yeah. Yeah, this beats all I've ever seen. This is my first time around here in Vegas, so. Speaking of, I placed my first sports bet yesterday through Barry because I was on my way and got totally fucked by the SEC officials. Just wanted that everyone to know. Arkansas <laughs> on the money line to win $450. <laughs> SEC officials fucked me again. <laughs> no. 
I, it seems like they did. I don't know. I don't know the rules well enough. What'd you bet on today? I got the Panthers to cover against the Falcons plus two. We got the Giants straight up. The Browns to cover against the Colts and the Raiders money line plus five hundred over the Chiefs. Yeah, I actually <laughs> the Raiders have played down. pretty well. They just can't get a whole game together. It yeah. seems like unlike the Cowboys, who I bet against today. So it'll be the <laughs> they're going to show up finally. I thought about placing both sides of that bet so I'd at least win one. So I could go collect some winnings. <laughs> some I keep betting bag. on these long shots. <laughs> Are you going to bet on the – Say what? Oh, I was just saying, are, are you going to bet on the Astros raise? No. Uh, when are they starting? You can't At trust. 7.37 Eastern. I, I'm not going to bet on anything with known cheaters in yeah. the game. Listen, they won on the road. <laughs> and it really doesn't matter because the Braves are going to win it all, so it doesn't matter That'd be cool. that series. Just kidding, they're going to get swept by the Dodgers. I hope not. I hate the Dodgers. Me too, I guess. I hadn't watched baseball. and I try to watch, like, the playoffs every year. They snuck up on me this year, so. Yeah. I kind of like their format. They're kind of doing a – it's like a March Madness kind of thing. It's pretty cool. They're all in one – they're in different cities that are hosting a, the four-team, like, regional. And then they're staying there. And they, they're not taking days off in the series. For three-game three, three series, it's three days in a row, five, five days in a row. And then yeah, no, no travel days or anything. Yeah. I so, love that. And so, they're. I mean, they're going to knock it out and almost didn't – Started in early late September and finished late October. I like the NBA that takes fourteen months to play there. I don't know shit. That seems even like in a bubble, basketball's yeah. on all the time. God Almighty! They, they play for an hour and a half each night. <laughs> you got to give those pretty little babies a three day rest between each game. That's no <laughs> shit. So they're gonna cramp up. Yeah, so <laughs> are they in Game Seven though? I don't know. I feel like. No one gives a shit about the NBA anymore, apparently. I don't know I, why I, is it the game finals? Six. Game six. <laughs> yeah, it's game six. That's not bad, considering playoffs started in April. You're right. <laughs> Finally made it. <laughs> and the regular season's already started up for everybody else. When everybody hears this in a week, like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> the Lakers won two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's podcasting rule number one yeah. is don't ever – Gridlock yourself with dates in an <laughs> episode. The four-play podcast would be like, we're coming to you on a Sunday, and they're actually recording on Saturday, and one of the people on there can't wrap his head around that. <laughs> he can't do the time travel. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Joey Diaz does that on his <laughs> every time. I can imagine Joey Diaz getting confused about – Time and place. Jared, how'd your marathon go? And it hurt. Did but it? we got it done. We got it done, man. That was it's a uh, good race. Yeah, that was uh 
It was good, man. I really enjoyed it. I would, I would, I mean, other than the, the four hills he had to climb, I mean, it was, it was great. And you set cold. a PR doing this, didn't you? Set a PR, went 312 and some change. Um, with, I think my Garmin said it was uh, about 1,100 feet gain. And that was over four hills. The last one being the most brutal, it seemed like. Was it like mile 24? It was mile 25 and a half. Sure. Or something like that. Assholes. <laughs> it, it was like straight <laughs> up, dude. It was like straight up. This I is saw a the ro- road. too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the winter went like 240-something. Yeah. But ended up uh, grabbing six – Overall, uh, fifth in men's. Looking, uh, looking forward to really training and getting ready for March. Uh, I know Charleston got got canceled, so I think I'm going to focus more on on one race instead of multiple races. Try to get ready for that. See how close I can get to three on a flat course with y'all. I saw Jared after we went to Chewy's in Charlotte to celebrate. And it was pretty good for a guy that just had <laughs> destroyed himself. I wouldn't have, I would have been asleep at the finish line. <laughs> Actually, I still would have been on. The <laughs> yeah, three ten. I was about right. mile eighteen, probably. I still got, a, I still got half a day out there. <laughs> yeah, John sent me a text on the way on the way to Chewy's. He's like, "You doing all right?" He's like, "I'm feeling great." It's like I just want to make sure you're awake. <laughs> I, I appreciated it, man. You know, I fallen asleep on the way back from a race that I suicided. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't make a rule. If I can't afford the hotel, I can't afford the race. Right. <laughs> can't do both. I'll uh, drive back after a race. It's just I need to stay the night there yeah. or after one or the other. Before is yeah. usually good. The camping thing really worked out, though. I, I liked it. I was You're camp- the only one out there, weren't you? The only one camping. I thought, I thought <laughs> there would be a bunch of people, but I still wasn't. <laughs> and the field was empty. Place. You're like, I'm at the right place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I started to get worried. He's just like, maybe they're not letting anyone camp this year. <laughs> I was like, shit. But no, sure, <clears throat> sure enough, I was able to camp right next to a creek. Yeah, I think you drink the water. Pronunciation is crazy. I did not. I did not drink the water because I did not want Giardia. Beaver fever before a race. Speaking of, it was good. I get just a little bit upset stomach every time I go paddle in our uh, in the Savannah River. When I'm putting my head in the water, and I'm wondering if I'm just getting a little bit of giardia. Yeah, just uh-huh. to mess with me. Just a microdose of giardia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel adequately trained after your uh, ice um, program? Yeah, man. So I, I, I was thinking about it during the race because, like, around mile twenty-three, I my my. Usually that's when you that's when I have 
really started to hurt. But around 23, I was, I was, I was feeling good. And I was like, man, I think I can crank it up just a little bit more. And so, I mean, those last, I ran a couple sub seven miles in the, in the last uh, six miles. So I, I felt great. And the one thing that I wanted to accomplish is the, uh, the negative split, meaning you run the last half faster than your first half. And I, I accomplished that this nice. trip. So oh, I, feel, yeah. I, feel, I feel good about it. I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought that was just a myth. Yeah. No, that's like, awesome, no, especially on do. a marathon. Yeah. yeah. I can do it on a two-miler sometimes. Uh, your, your only mile over eight minutes was your last. It's that fucking hill, dude. That hill. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and I think but. it was like 8.13 or something, so it was still – wasn't too bad wasn't too bad tyler kind of half committed to doing a 50k with us own little self-support got a lot of yeah i've been a lot of miles ahead of you but yeah i'll be ready for it we all do i mean you're done you can survive it (laughs) yeah i'll just feel very good jared talked me into doing the half marathon and at tobacco road oh well so speaking of tobacco road we're worried it may get canceled right yeah with with the size of it being four thousand plus people i am a little concerned yeah and like charleston just canceled and there are four thousand people i was talking to a guy the other day who's has directed races before and he was saying that he thinks uh anything over 500 people will get canceled yeah it really just depends on who wins the election yeah the houston marathon got canceled that's what got us talking about it because he was they were training to run it yeah and they canceled it he's like i'm glad they at least told me you know four months ahead as opposed to the night before (laughs) you know driving down there didn't that happen to you at tahoe yeah i was what yeah i I was (laughs) trained for Ironman Lake Tahoe for six months or so, just focusing on it. And we get there, and there's a for, uh, there's forest fire in the area. and it, But it looks beautiful when I get there. It's gorgeous September in Lake Tahoe. And we go through the normal pre-race activities, get to the starting line on Sunday morning. It looks clear as fuck. And they cancel it. So uh, we all kind of get our shit, and I go over to the where the finish line would have been to get my stuff, and it's just covered in smoke. You can hardly see ten people running. So, was, yeah, pull all the way out to California. Are you gonna do a full? Yeah, there's a full one. I don't know if I would have finished. Yeah, but, uh, I was definitely in the best position to finish at that point than I have ever been for an Ironman. I failed at Coeur d'Alene in Idaho the following year. Yeah, but it was hot at that one, too. Mm-hmm. I thought. Like 105, and the, the road was like 140. <laughs> <laughs> Melting your shoes. Yeah. I never actually made it to the run. They kicked me off. Oh, really? I didn't. I got. Re- I just got roasted on the, the first bike loop, so they didn't even let me go on the second half of oh, the bike really? loop. Yeah. 
What uh, what's the order? Swim. Uh, yeah, swim, bike, run. I think if I could do run, swim, bike, I can make it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the order would be very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did because you could just get on the bike and kind of you know it's not. It seems like it would be easier to finish mm-hmm. with a bike than with the run, which. I did several uh, on a flat course walk with the lawns, and they were. It was run, swim, run, oh, and yeah. I really liked those. I don't really like the bike at all. Um, so that was you go run like two miles, or it was a you did a five k, went and swam a mile, and then did a ten k. Oh, really? Yeah, it was that'd brutal. be pretty cool. I was sick one time when I did it. That's kind of nice, though. That's a cool event, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. The, I want to find some kind. I, that same guy was telling – or no, it was somebody else was telling me uh, Angel Fire in New Mexico. You can take your mountain bike up to the top, up the ski lift, mm-hmm. and then mountain bike down. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that ain't – yeah, they, they do that at most ski resorts. Really? Yeah. There was When we were in Tahoe, we went up one of the – ski lifts and everybody was picking their bikes up back down taking them down yeah. i'm not a that's cool <laughs> so i will never you will never see me downhill mountain biking <laughs> if uh it was a well-groomed trail i'd probably be i'd probably be in on it yeah i didn't mind going downhill on a road bike real fast but the trail I had my first stumble on my bike the other day and it was, I kept riding after it happened, but it kind of killed the mood for me. <laughs> you know. And then, <laughs> and then I was sore for three or four days after it. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I did the two day 201 whitewater class recently and I, I had something go wrong in the second half of the second day. I just, uh, I went into the water and flipped over and it just rattled me and i got tense and so i wasn't able to send it on anything anymore and it just devolved to the point where i flipped over right before going down a rapid and hit my head on the (laughs) helmet and so the next time i'm like i'm gonna get back on this horse and we're gonna go again and because i'm not gonna let this ruin my white water kayaking career that one bad experience (laughs) I got out in the current and I'm so tense at this point that the water caught it and just flipped me over immediately. And I, it's, I didn't even try to roll the kayak back up. <laughs> I just got out and I just, I just rode the rapids for like three or four uh, series of rapids <laughs> down to the bottom. So I was not going over upside down again. When you go through the rapids, do you just get out and carry it back up? Or uh, do you, can you go like around the loop? If you go through the through whole it? channel, there's a, a lift, um, a conveyor belt, which mm-hmm. you just get on. You don't even get out of your boat. <laughs> they do the rafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about how it is. <laughs> all the rafts take it, all the kayaks take it. So pretty cool. That is. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the things my coach told me kind of with going downhill on a bike is sometimes you just got to send it. You can't just sit there and hesitate. That's when you get hurt. Yeah. That's how I hurt myself on a mountain bike. I hesitated and slammed on both brakes and went over the handlebars. Got to be decisive. Yeah. 
if I just gone down and it probably would have just been going a little faster than I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to go down a mountain yet. I don't think I'm that good. I can ride the mountain bike parts, mostly single track, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, also mostly straight and flat. So do they tell you what direction you have to go? Yeah. Do they switch them like Monday, uh, Friday? So <clears throat> it's funny you ask that because every time I go out there, I'm like, I don't think this is the same trail I was on last time. There's only three, mm -hmm. you know, there's green, blue, and red. And uh, I think they just kind of switch. They have ways to just kind of switch the routes up mm -hmm. internally with it. But, no, they always keep it going. So, I think some of the hills that are manufactured in there, you know, are meant to only be mm -hmm. coming from one way yeah. on it. There's one. I, don't know I ran out there the other day, finally. Okay. Uh and it was a better trail running experience than I expected it to be. So I'm going to probably. It was your seven mile one, right? Yeah. And there's no shade out there, is there? Uh, there's a little bit. But, but for the most part, you're just kind of exposed. Yeah. To... Yeah. It's an old, it's an old cleach pit. We've talked about it before. So, you know, if you catch, if you're at the right time of day or, you know, there's a couple of older trees in there just randomly. I got out there pretty early though. It was about seven thirty. It's a good run. I've been doing this thing where I'll run. I run as far as I can, which is usually about a five k before I feel like walking, and then I'll run out that mile, and then I'll walk a tenth of a mile, and then run out the mile and walk a tenth. And so that's really been helping me get through the long runs, even though it's a habit that I would like to break. I think that's something too that you can if you can get your set your ego aside that you have to be running this whole time yeah mm -hmm. like you're, you're not going to be probably qualifying for boston no. anytime soon or going no. to the olympics so that's <laughs> news that's news no. to me john <laughs> if you want to do marathons or 50 or 50 k's you're going to be walking on those 50 k yeah and that's kind of what so it's more important for sure getting the getting the miles in or the time on your feet yeah. is what I'm learning about now. So Jared, when we were backpacking, he was like, John, you need to pace yourself. He just let me go up front and I just took off. Yeah. I, I like, Hauling I, ass. I love things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had to get in front of me to slow me down a little bit. And I finally was able to kind of get it under control and just kind of shuffle forward just know like just go slow but just keep moving forward so, yeah yeah no way i was gonna make it up there but i wouldn't have made it up there without jared man well by god we made it <laughs> it was glorious was so much glorious fun. what 50k barry had have you decided on the race well, I think we should or, either do the, the Pecos self-supported one or I'm going to look at doing Paladero Canyon probably. Yeah. That'd be a good option, Paladero. The book the book I'm really reading good. on doing your first ultra recommends doing one in a familiar environment or something you can simulate in training. And so for me to live at 2,000 feet above sea level with – no hills to be found it just would be tough to simulate running <laughs> <laughs> it's wilderness 
and might even run the, into some trouble. Yeah, and even I mean, my best access to mountains is going to be between six and eight thousand feet, which is still a lot different than ten thousand feet. Well, how about after you get married today? Why don't you uh, let's go run some mountains? Real quick. We could go over to uh, what is that damn mountain called? Mount Charleston. I think so. We're we looking at yeah. Is that out here? Yeah, it's almost twelve thousand feet. That's that's about an Dang. hour. It's I saw some post about it, about Charleston. I just assumed it was either oh, it was in West Virginia, but then I saw a picture and there was no trees. Yeah, on it. So. no, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It gets, I guess, kind of mountainous over there. I don't know what what these are. Just right around us. Yeah, there's some also in the background we can't see right now. It's hazy. It's been hazy. Hours. There's what like 19 different mountain ranges in Nevada. I don't know something like that. Well, I think Nevada is basically it's basically Reno and Vegas. And there's not shit else. Yeah, except aliens. Yeah, Area 51. Luke, get back, <laughs> dude. I remember coming back uh, from Oregon, driving through Nevada. There, there was a spot that said this was this was at like 11 p.m. I hit a sign that says last gas for 105 miles. <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. It's all rusty and run down. <laughs> Hope for a tailwind. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put a sign up on like last gas for 105 miles. <laughs> Coming one way. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. I, we, I hadn't explored Nevada any other than from here to Utah. Yeah. Cause I don't, you know, don't rent cars really when you come to Vegas, you just bring your Uber down here and walk everywhere. Been walking a ton. And we, Adrian left the hotel. <laughs> so when we came out to go to Zion, we rented a car. It was a, like a two-hour process because I went for the cheapest one on Expedia. Yeah. Hell yeah. I since learned you get what you pay for rental cars. <laughs> like Hertz, I just walk up and they're like, yeah, you just get in the car. Go pick whatever you want. Right. From that area over there, just go pick whatever you want. I asked for an SUV. Yeah, if you want an SUV, get an SUV. Change your mind. What, uh, do you guys have anything? Closing thoughts? I'm just uh, real uh, excited for you. Yeah, get married today. Yes, sir. Thank Congrats, you, buddy. I talk a lot of shit on married life, but it's it's good. Everybody does. Everyone <laughs> in town kept going, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> or they'd be like, "Congrats, buddy." <laughs> real happy for yeah. you. Uh, Jared, you got anything? Closing thoughts. Don't trip. Try not to. <laughs> Try not. If I do, it's only going to be there's only 25 people here, so it'll be all right. It'll be alcohol induced. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, man. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Well, my lesson of the day is don't buy books with bright red covers on a whim because yep. they're not going to be. <laughs> you'll read them, but you wouldn't tell anybody about them. <laughs> So, all right, boys. Go Hawks. Jared, good to see you. Go Giants. Good to see you. Let's do it, baby. Hey, <laughs> see y'all. I'll see y'all later. See y'all, hey, don't, don't get arrested now. <laughs> no, nah, we won't. We're not going to leave the hotel. <laughs>
We won't, I don't think. We're going to call you if we do, though. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the podcast and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoy the podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you and we'll see you next time.